Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus yo i'm said hawkins welcome to the set talks podcast my guest today is returning to the set talks podcast after almost one year of our last episode He's a very bright, talented, and determined individual. He's a senior at Worcester Polytech Institute in Massachusetts, and he's a good friend of mine. Please welcome back to the show, Zane Carey. Zane, yeah. welcome back. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure to be here. Said, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad that you reached out. I know that you have a busy schedule, so I'm glad that you accommodating your time to sit down and chat with me today, man. So thank you. Yeah, no, no need to thank me. Again, it's a pleasure to be here. Love, love this podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to ask you, man, I asked this question usually at the start of every show, but how are you feeling mentally at the moment when you think about how you have been handling your business day to day, every day? How are you feeling mentally? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Um, I'd even say I'm thriving. <laughs> really? Uh, it's been a lot of... Uh, ups and downs and just kind of discovering more of what keeps me going, um, my inner motivation. And through that, I've been able to really just put my, my motivation and my faith to the test through the last couple of months, because it's my last year of school, my, my last two semesters. It's hard to believe I'm in my last semester now, but man, like, this this shit's not easy <laughs> um no one's gonna give it to you you gotta work for everything um and really it's just like what i said it's been a testament of my faith and my mentality and good things are are on the way definitely so yeah, yeah. mentally wow doing well yeah like i'm the same way too like i can't believe this is my senior year of college my last year and then i'm getting ready to enter the workforce, the real world, and it's definitely intimidating. It's exciting, but also intimidating as well to face something so new and whatnot. So it's just crazy to think about. It. It's just so surreal. Like, I'm sure it'll hit me during graduation or maybe a couple weeks afterwards, but it's even surreal just to think about how I'm one step closer to finishing out. Can you can you hear me okay, though? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet. But yeah, we were talking about the um, just getting ready for graduation and just the, I guess, uncertainty of it that comes when you graduate and you walk across that stage and it's all said and done. But I guess mainly the excitement about it. Do you feel that mixed emotions of excitement, but also nervousness as well? Yeah, it's a lot of anxiousness just, you know, preparing for the end of what seems like what you've been in for so long and all of a sudden it's coming to an end. Um, definitely excited, definitely excited because man, there's a whole world out there. I'm just ready to explore, ready to tear it up, I'm trying to travel, trying to just, you know, out my comfort zone and explore anything and everything. Um, so with that being said, I think there's a lot of, for me, it's a lot of anxious, um, nerves because I just, I want to be there. Like I already envision myself there. And right now the only thing between me and that is this, these classes. So yeah, good mix of excitement and a bit of nerves i'd say yeah with those classes did you think it would be as rigorous or as challenging before you entered your senior year or were you prepared for it all before i entered my senior year i knew that this was going to be probably one of my most challenging years um and with that being said it has definitely lived up to the hype (laughs) (laughs) definitely lived up to the hype um and i'm really close to finishing so now just i'm focusing on finishing strong really yeah like no it was the same way for me. I feel like going into it, I knew just how challenging and rigorous it would be, but I didn't think it would be this difficult 
this challenging, having to juggle responsibilities on top of school, on top of trying to get ready for graduation, then trying to figure out what, you know, what life is going to be like afterwards, because I know what I want to do after graduation, but it's that fear of the unknown, that uncertainty. That's where it gets me. That's where it hits me. But it's rewarding to know that those emotions are normal. Those feelings are normal. And there are lots of people that feel the same way. So I guess that it is sort of redeeming in a way to know that I'm not alone in those feelings of excitement, but also nervousness at the same time. No, you're not. You're not by yourself at all. I mean, if you're a senior in your last semester and you're not feeling that way, man, you must just have shit. Shit just must be lined up for you. Just figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's not something I can relate to at all. Most people can't. So, again, you're not by yourself at all. Yeah. From a physical spiritual standpoint i know we've had different talks of like spirituality on this show not necessarily religion but just spiritually you know just feeling your intuition and your gut feeling and everything from a physical and spiritual standpoint how have you been man i feel like i know myself better than i ever have and it's a liberating feeling because when i i, I know when you know something's stressing me out or i'm just not myself and man that is that it sounds so simple, yet it's just so, it goes such a long way. So I've really been honing in on my meditation, bro. I know in the past I was actually just listening to one of our last podcasts and I was just like, wow, like I'm talking about meditation so much. But really, it's just been so essential for me because it helps me just ground myself and just reacclimate with who I know I am. And it's just a reminder of the constant um mental fortitude that I, that I have so yeah. yeah I do my meditation in the morning like right before I get out of the bed like I'll wake up and I'm still somewhat groggy but I can close my eyes and sit there for like 10 to 15 minutes and really just ground myself and try to encourage myself as much as possible before I get up and start that day and it's so refreshing just to put yourself into that headspace where you feel relaxed and you feel calm as opposed to how you were in the beginning How's that going for you? Because I know for me, getting up first thing in the morning, you know, you're groggy, like, you know, you haven't really acclimated yet, and then you just go straight into that meditation. How's that feel for you? It feels good. Like, I started doing it in the beginning of the year where I would wake up feeling just groggy, tired, a little irritable, not really wanting to get up, but I'll close my eyes and I'm not asleep. My mind is still active, it's still going, but I'm resting my mind at the same time, if that makes sense. Like, I'm trying to get and feel some type of peace. And with that feeling that I feel, I try to encourage myself and tell myself that, all right, I got this. I'm going to get through this day. Like I'm strong. I'm resilient. I'm this, I'm that. And I feed my mind all of that powerful affirmations, that powerful stuff. And the mood instantly changes. And once I'm done and my feet hit that ground and I'm getting up, I do feel a sense of relief in a way some days are better than others other days it's much more difficult and more challenging to ground myself and feel better i'll have to maybe do it again in the middle of the day just to feel a lot better but doing that early in the morning like as soon as i get up and trying to ground myself before i get up i do see that it does help me yeah you're grounding yourself you're channeling all the the right energy you need for the day and Really, it's just about being present. And so if you can make yourself become present first thing in the morning, then you're setting yourself up for success. Yeah. Another thing that's helped me is vitamins. Like I started taking vitamins oh, yeah. last year, but I really started getting into it, I want to say in the fall, just because this is the time of year where I feel my mood starts to change, yeah. less sunlight, you know, more cold out. Thankfully, here in Maryland, the weather's been more warm. It's been less cool and cold, so that's been doing wonders for me, but... Last month was a battle for me, but once I started yeah. taking those vitamins, I did feel a sense of energy, and it did help me out. And when I, w when I wasn't taking the medicines, I could feel that difference. I felt off, in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, vitamins, I'm sure they go a long way with, every, with whatever you're dealing with. I, I need to get on the vitamin train, to be honest with you, because, man... I have I can't remember the last time I've had vitamins. I think <laughs> it was like the it was like the little Flintstone gummies. Yeah, yeah, I would take that as a kid too. Bro, those things are 
crazy. <laughs> um, I remember one time I was younger. I just ate them like a snack because they yeah. were so good. Joints was busting, man. Yeah, like four or five a day. <laughs> my stomach was hurting because I almost ate the whole bottle of it just because I was oh eating God. them joints like a snack. And I didn't know like uh, it was like powerful and stuff, but yeah, uh, only take a couple at a time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I highly recommend Nature Valley. I think it's Nature Valley or Nature Bounty. I highly recommend those vitamins. Okay, yeah, for does sure. wonders for me. Like I'll take vitamin C, B, D. Um, there's one that I started taking in January, anxiety and stress relief. And I take that and just after a couple of minutes, I can feel it kick in and I can feel a difference. So, I mean, I definitely recommend that. Seasonal mood things are, mood swings are real, very real. Um, and I'm not going to say I've in effect, uh, I'm not going to say I feel the direct impact from seasons, but I have a lot of friends that it becomes hard to get in touch with them you know during certain parts of the year and i really i take a lot of accountability in my relationships even if it's just a casual like friendship i think there if you put the accountability and you know just make sure put in the effort to make sure your friends are good it goes such a long way so in that kind of situation oh siri um in that kind of situation it becomes difficult for me because it's like you know is the distance because of me it's because it's something i'm doing but then you know once i finally get through to that person it's like oh you know i've been going through things this this, and that but yeah man seasonal things are real for sure yeah it always hits me after the holidays so after christmas and then after new year's i always feel like a shift and change in my mood and in my personality especially last month january just really wasn't a really good month for me it was a time where i was really in the bed, not wanting to move, not wanting to do anything. I know people always say, like, don't stay in those dark rooms. Like, don't stay hidden. You have to encourage yourself. But that was really the first time in my life where I I felt it. Like, I really felt it. Like, I didn't want to do Jack. I didn't want to do anything. Just didn't feel any type of excitement at all. And that's a scary thing to be in that headspace where you just really don't want to do anything. You know, you just don't, you don't care. So... Not only did it kind of scare me in a way, but it also sort of taught me that I, I have to hold myself accountable at the same time for my emotions and how I feel also. Because if you got people in your life that love you and that care for you, they see potential in you, then, you know, you have to fight and you have to fight against it. And, you know, I'm still fighting. Even as we talk now, I'm still fighting against, you know, those those dark thoughts or not wanting to do anything. But... You know, I just, I fight and I try to be resilient with it. Mm. Yeah. And props to you for, you know, pushing through that battle. I'm sure it's not easy. Um, but one thing you can do, man, rely on your friends and your family. That's what we're here for, you know? Right. And, and talking, talking helps too. You know, as you I'm said, sure. speaking out against it, you're putting it out in the atmosphere. It's in the air and you're coming up with ways and solutions. Sort of why I'm trying to bring the podcast back too. just have those yeah conversations again because it's helpful not just for you know my guests but for myself also and for anybody listening and watching it's helpful to hear these conversations that people may be going through the same challenges and knowing that you know we aren't alone and fighting these battles fighting these thoughts i'm sure and being real about it is i mean that's got to be the first step in the right direction so again props to you for going to that battle and being as real and transparent as possible because Man, it doesn't it doesn't help if you're not real with yourself. And so I really feel like that's the first step. Um, but yeah, anything that gets you to see the light at the end of the tunnel and get that momentum going again, whatever it takes, I'm here for that. Right, absolutely. In the last two to three years since we've been doing this, it's been crazy how it's been almost two years pretty much since the last time you were on the show for the first time. And I was just getting this podcast started. But as we go back in time, to 2021 when you were the first guest on the show how have you feel like your mental health has evolved since then to where you're at right now man it's been incredible um i recently saw a graph on linkedin i've been spending a lot of time on linkedin recently but it was uh directed towards coders and how coding is hard right it's like putting together really complex pieces of a huge puzzle um and the graph is addressing people that feel like they never get good at coding and it's kind of like that. I don't know if you've seen that one meme, but it's like <laughs> there are two people that are both mining looking for gold, right? 
one there's one level one level of the miner it gets really really close to the gold like you can see it's maybe like a centimeter away from hitting the gold the other guy he he reached gold right he, he got there and that kind of graphic for me is like don't it the, the subliminal message is don't stop grinding like you'll see the results results later as long as you can put off the the gratitude and the the satisfying feeling of oh i finally got you know where where i'm looking where, where my goal i finally reached it and just continue to put in the work no matter what it is the results are going to show and so i think in terms of my mental health that's really been a huge testament to why i am thriving <laughs> and why i feel so good and why i'm able to express myself the way i can it's just because i've invested so much time and energy my own energy into myself and the results are now showing in everything I want. All the goals that I've ever dreamed of are now gravitating towards my way. And man, that feeling is, is inexplainable. I don't even know how I put that into words. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's incredible to see the growth, see the progress and how you are mentally when it comes to checking off all those boxes and achieving your goals and dreams. And it all comes down to that individual person at the end of the day. So I take a lot of pride, you know, in the fact that I'm able to see that, see that growth, see that progress. That you With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've made in the last two to three years since we've had these discussions on this show. So props to you for doing that. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Really do. Means a lot. Yeah. Is that a battle, though? Have you ever struggled with that? You know what I mean? From the last time we've spoken, has that been a battle or have you always had that go-getter grind mentality to just focus and prioritize on yourself to make sure you're achieving those goals and dreams that you want? Nah, man. Every day is a battle. And even yesterday, like, I was struggling. It just wasn't a productive day. But you have to tell yourself... You have some of these days. You're going to have days where you just don't feel like yourself or things just aren't clicking. You use those days to make tomorrow better. And that's just the way you got to look at it. Like, you, it's in my head, it's a win-win. Like, no matter if it's a productive day, no matter if it's not a good day, I'm going to enjoy either. And to, to address your go-getter mentality question, I think that it's been instilled in me just from my parents at a young age. My parents are both type A, really go-getter like kind of people um and so just from being around them all my life and just kind of soaking up all the knowledge and all the lessons along the way I just kind of I kind of embrace it and I just embody it and and you know I'm able to tell you these things because man I, I have such a deep love and connection with my parents and my family that I'm blessed really to be honest with you right that's that's what's up you know that's really good to I guess have those traits instilled in you and to be consistent with it and for you to be human and transparent enough to know that, okay, you know, today wasn't the best day, but I mean, tomorrow is always a new day to always, you know, go at it and try again. I mean, that's one thing I've been trying to, I guess, adapt and do with my life too. just sort of take my bad days and say, okay, tomorrow can be an even better day or tomorrow can be a good day as long as I, you know, get up and I just keep trying. That's all you can do, really. Exactly. Exactly. That's all you can do, man. Mm -hmm. So shifting gears from that, I do want to talk about the topic of is it okay to not be okay? I know sometimes the way society is, we always have to put on that poker face and be at our best every single time we show up. But do you think it's okay at times to not be okay 
mentally or not be okay, you know, with yourself and, you know, analyzing yourself and who you are. Yeah, so I think this kind of taps into what I was saying earlier, but you have to have the mentality that no matter what kind of day you're having, it's going to make you better no matter what. And so if you go into the day with that kind of energy, like like I said, you know, you meditated, whatever, you have this clear vision of what you want to do and life happens. The day it just didn't go out the way you were planning. So be it, man. If you look as a bad day, then that's what it becomes. That's really what I believe in. And so, yes, it's perfectly okay to have those bad days. And I tap into those bad days to to remind myself how hard I should be going because you're never going hard enough, <laughs> you know? Yeah. When did you get to that point, though? I guess to, I guess, under have that understanding and that awareness of accepting those bad days, accepting those days where you weren't feeling yourself, or was that always a part of you? Great question. That taps into something deeper, I think, and that's the difference between what you view as failure and what you view as success, right? So if you're viewing your failures as just that, as failures and mistakes that are just down upon yourself or hindering yourself, per se, then that's exactly what they become. But if you try and embody that, every little you know thing that happens to you no matter if it's good or bad is is it's up to your interpretation how to frame it in your mind and how to mentally conceive it so that you can move on and you know i know that's harder that's easier said than done but i think once you've failed enough times and everyone has failed at something you can honestly say that either you learned from it or you didn't learn from it and it's up to you to you know to have that kind of mentality yeah my professor, he wrote the foreword for my new book that came out last year. And one of the things he was talking about was how when people have bad days, there are people who go into the day and they carry those bad days into the next day as heavyweights. And those heavyweights drag them down and they view their mistakes and their shortcomings as heavyweights. And it just drags you down. And then he said there are people who look at those bad days, look at those failures. They look at those heavy weights and they don't pick it up. They just look at it as just bags of weights and they just keep moving. So sometimes I always go back to that quote and I just think back to it because we're all human and we all have those bad days. But I think not picking up those heavy weights, not forcing to carry them into the next day and just looking at it as something that's fresh, something that's new. I think that takes a very strong-minded person, a very strong person to have that belief. Yeah, it's definitely a mentally, you know, it's a mental battle every day. But I, I like what you said, you know, you don't, would you say you don't pick up those weights, right? You know, you just look at it and you try and learn from it. I think, I think my brain, I know my brain especially, has a tendency to try and latch on to every little thought, every little thing, but really it's not necessary so if you can try and become aware of the things you latch yourself onto unnecessarily then your your milestone your your heads and heads away you know from from um uh picking up those those heavyweights because you can you know sit back and kind of analyze what you're doing before you do it sometimes the battle is even looking back at those heavyweights and it's just looking forward and not looking backwards i think that's yeah. the biggest trick our mind plays with us is just constantly looking backwards and looking back at past successes past failures wanting to relive those glory days or again looking back at those failures and wanting to pick up those heavyweights again sometimes the battle is just looking forward yeah yeah very well said looking forward and again not picking up the heavyweights who said you gotta pick them up stay light <laughs> right right stay light stay light pick up those pick up those lightweights the lightweights in front of you <laughs> yeah yeah have you experienced any heavyweights this past semester man i experienced the heavyweight today um i'm not gonna get into the specifics but i got uh not really rejected but kind of a, a half rejection from a company of my dreams um and it, it it has propensity to kind of show itself as a heavyweight, but it's not. I know it's just first step in the journey, and I know that, man, there's there's nothing but rainbows and sunshine ahead because that's all I envision. That's all I see. That's all I can see. That's all I let myself see. Right. Um, and so with that kind of mentality, that's not a heavyweight at all. That's just a lightweight trying to teach me a lesson. Right, right. I think I experience 
heavyweight also. It wasn't really a heavyweight, though. It was, I, I just had class, and we had to present something, and I was completely off topic, and I missed the mark, but I got some good constructive criticism and feedback, but I, I looked at that as like, damn, you know, I really messed up here, you know, I should have done it better, but that was me in my brain sort of going back to that old me of constantly overthinking and over analyzing stuff. And even though I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what I want to do for this specific project, I look at it and tell myself I was the only one in that group who really volunteered to speak. Even if I wasn't as confident with what I was presenting, I still spoke on it, you know? So I gave myself credit for that. I give myself that credit. And I just try to tell myself, again, it's not really a heavyweight. If anything, like you said, it's a learning experience, something that I can learn from and grow from. Yeah, again, well said. And if you just kind of, if you embody that learning experience mentality, then you'll be surprised at the amount of growth you have in a month. It's it's ridiculous. It's really crazy. Yeah, like part of me is sort of proud of myself for getting through that rough period of January. As and you should. Getting to where I'm at right now, you know, because even though it's still a struggle, still a battle, it's not as bad as it was, you know, a month ago. But again, I came out of that, you know, unscathed. And I'm, I am proud, you know, I am proud to sort of be here and be able to do this podcast again. And I guess sort of find that renewed passion and vibrance for life again. I like that vibrance word. Yeah. No, your energy sounds uh sounds magnetic, man. That's I love to hear that. I'm I'm trying, dog. I'm I'm trying. <laughs> it's so hard, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> hey man, we're taking a day at a time, right? Yeah, exactly. Day at a time. I know this is one thing I'm working on, but how difficult is it to not be in control of the things that we can't control? I feel like this is something that a lot of people like myself struggle with. Maybe you struggle with it also. Even some older adults struggle with this concept of not wasting time controlling the things you can't control. It's such a hard thing to do and master, but is that something that you're able to do? Are you able to not sweat the small stuff and hard things? Or is that something you're still working on? I really try my hardest not to sweat the small stuff because you look back at it sometimes and you're just like, man, I was stressed about what, (laughs) you know, like just small, small things is, are gonna happen. Like crap just happens to up here. That's how life works. It's going to throw you those little, you know, little knuckleballs. It's going to throw you curves. You just got to, you got to be able to adjust. And so I try not, I try my hardest said not to sweat the small stuff. And again, I know that's easier said than done, but it's kind of a mentality that I get from my dad. And I laugh because sometimes he he doesn't sweat any of the stuff, (laughs) you know? And I'm just like, what? Like, how are you doing that? Like, for example, he is probably the... (laughs) He is the biggest, like, fan of, like, missing his flights. He he does it somehow effortlessly. Like, he does it... Either he'll, he'll be, like, this... He'll be so, so close to missing his flight, or he'll somehow pull something out of his, you know, his, his ass, if you will, and, <laughs> and and make the next flight without, without any kind of fee. So, again, just from learning from people like that in my life, I'm like... Duh. It really like the small stuff. It, don't let it affect you to, to to the extent where it's like you're sweating or or you know you start changing your thought process or you know it's really it's not worth it. And part of that's just my nature because I think I'm I don't know I'm very uh, almost passive. I'm very chill. I'm very go with the go with the vibe. Very um, I think you get what I'm trying to say but no i don't i try my hardest not to sweat the small stuff no i get it like it it took me literally last semester to get to that mindset in place of not i guess sweating the small stuff now because i took seven classes last semester and that was a lot like i've never done seven classes in my life and it, it was every day every day was something new that just really stressed me out stressed me out or pushed me to the edge or pushed me to that point where i was just like effort you know screw it but i ended up getting all a's at the end of the semester hey yes and i'm not bragging i'm not trying to show off or anything but you know i wasted so much time and energy just stressing out and putting myself through all this stress having these 
panic attacks and just up all night tossing and turning. And, you know, I got these grades at the end of the day. So once I got that grade report a few weeks ago, it just told me that, dang, I sweated through all this stuff and I put all this stress on myself and I got these good grades. So it finally no, not just as good. You got excellent grades, my boy. That's don't play that off. Four point in college is not easy, bro. Not easy. So the light bulb just went off in my head, and it was just like, you know what? If I could go through all this hell in the fall semester and get grades like this, what am I doing? Putting so much stress and pressure on myself when I know that I always deliver to the best of my ability at the end of the day. So that moment just really changed my mindset and how I look at things now where it's still a battle to not sweat the small stuff and not get in my head. But at the end of the day, I always tell myself these things always work out because I always put in the work and I always try my best to the best of my ability. And if I could hit my head on that pillow, knowing that I'm doing that, then I can't be sweating the small stuff or I can't be looking at the tough stuff and saying, dang, you know, I can't, I can't make it or I can't do it. The results in the past have shown otherwise. So I just have to keep, believing in myself and having to keep digging back into the past and saying, hey, you did this and you did that when you were stressed out. You're stressed out now, but hey, if you can produce those results in the past, you can do it now. So I don't know. That's how I try to look at it. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a testament to your success. Everything you said, I am in complete agreement with. Once once you've reached that level of success and you look back and you're like, man, why was I sweating all? You know, some things are important to stress about, but most things are not. Most things are not. And that's the way I try to live my life. Right. My favorite meme, I saw it as my senior year of high school. It's this black guy, and he's in, like, this river, this ocean, and his head is, like, underneath the surface. Or it's just peeking out from the water, and it goes, it's not that deep. And I don't know. I always just... I always go back to that meme sometimes just laugh. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to think about sometimes, you know? Like, the problems that we stress about and think about, sometimes it's just not that deep. But it's a mind thing, and the mind always likes to just play tricks on you. I don't know. It's yeah. just, it's weird. No, no, no. It's a, it's a mind game, but only only successful people usually enter that kind of mind game because you're analyzing every little thing all the time. And so if you're not winning every single little thing, you're like, oh, man, you know, I messed up somewhere. That's the small stuff. That's how that's how your brain is playing tricks on you. So I agree with that statement. Yeah, it's that battle of perfection, constantly chasing perfection, yeah, wanting exactly. to be the best at it. And there's nothing wrong with being a perfectionist, you know, because you're driven, you're goal driven, you're very driven to achieve these things. But it's like the one little thing that goes wrong. It's almost like those small things that life it's bound to happen. But good grief, it'll send you over the edge. Yeah, really, it will. And so, man, I don't believe in perfection. Just because of what you said, it'll literally send you over the edge. And so I think that on a day-to-day, instead of trying to embody perfection, I just try to be the best version of myself because that's all I can do. Right. Have you ever struggled with perfection? Or again, I know you said earlier you're more of a laid-back kind of guy, but was that always the case with you? <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, there's a there's a good duality to it, I think, because there's some days when I'm like, man, I just need everything to be a certain way. And, you know... It just the it is the way the way it is, and that's just the way I think. The other days when I'm just like, man, f it, because <laughs> because you're not gonna attain that. You're like, there's no such thing as perfection. It's something. It's a figment of your imagination, and so instead, I just try and I try and create because I find that most perfectionists are really just creators that see the world through a certain um, film, if you will, a certain filter of their own brains and their own imagination, and they think that. They want to and they want to impress everything you know they're thinking or imagining on the world. So really, I think perfectionists are are just beautiful minds that want the world to be a certain way. That's a good way to look at it. You know, I feel like I've heard something like that to that effect before, but that's a good way to look at it. You know, because I consider myself a perfectionist, and I, and again, oh, yeah. I'm trying to disconnect and separate from that in the hopes that I don't sweat the small stuff and i don't beat myself up over for my own good yeah for my own good i cannot believe in perfection (laughs) no it doesn't exist i I feel you i I don't know what that is though maybe it's maybe it's a controlling thing wanting to be in Mm -hmm. control of certain things maybe it's that yeah maybe maybe it probably is honestly i don't know but i I don't know I've 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 really been striving this year 2023 to just try to disconnect from that belief of trying to put 
my control and my belief in things, trying to make sure everything is all right and just sort of going with the flow. Like if I'm having an off day, it's just like, all right, I'm taking some melatonin. I'm going to bed, say my prayer, and then I'm going to get up tomorrow and we'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? And then if I'm on that high where I'm feeling really good, I just try to ride that wave of momentum and try to see what I can do next just to keep evolving and keep going. But it's tough. It really is tough. But I feel like once a person can master that ability to just let go and not let the small stuff get to them, that's a powerful person. I don't know. I don't know about you. That's a powerful person. <laughs> Amen. I agree. What I found is that as a perfectionist, right? So from one perfectionist to the other, if you try and just master everything in your control, and of course, that's a whole different conversation. It kind of taps into what you're we talking about earlier about, you know, controlling, thinking about what you control and what you can. But I think if you try and maximize your control over the things that you really are tangible for you, the things that you can control are in your vision, everything else that you want will come to you. It'll gravitate to you, right? That's just how successful people work. I mean, that's just how perfectionists work, honestly. A good perfectionist is someone that is perfectionist about the things in their vision, right? So they're myopic, myopic about, um, again, I'm repeating myself, about the things that they can control. Myopic. What does that word mean? I've never heard that word My, before. Sorry, myopic. 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 It's like it's like tunnel vision. Right? Okay. Yeah. You, know, you focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, and that's yeah. that. That's the biggest thing for me. I guess I've been trying to. I guess work through. I guess because I'm so hard on myself, I can't see it, but other people can see it. It's hard having that that tunnel vision and just focusing on that one thing and being mindful and being present. It can be hard, but. I think uh, meditation is a great example, just becoming present, right? And by being present, you're literally just in control of everything you can think of or can't. I don't know, that argument kind of goes both ways. But yeah, I mean, it takes some discipline, definitely takes some practice. Yeah. With the exception of meditation, what are the other things that you do that keeps you grounded mentally and helps you keep progressing? Working out is essential i have to work out and honestly i've been slacking just because school has been slapping me in the face i have so many projects and assignments to do and man it just feels like busy work sometimes but outlet for me has been yoga has been um working out um i'm trying to nurse my my acl meniscus knee back to health so that's been another constant uh battle and struggle for me um but yeah man really just sweating i mean it goes it goes so there's a science behind it that I can't explain, but definitely helps a lot. Yeah. How has that been, I guess, the recovery from your ACL and meniscus from the surgery you had last year? Because you had just had the surgery when we did the podcast last year. So how has that yeah. recovery process been for you since then? Yeah, it's been a daily battle. Like I said, um, there have been days that have been really good where my knee feels great. Other days where, you know, I'm not feeling so hot and the swelling is, you know, growing and growing and not getting, not looking like it's getting any better. But what I've, I've actually discovered this uh, knees over toes guy on um, Instagram, and he did a podcast with Joe Rogan recently, and his stuff has really been helping me. I can, like, immediately see results. Um, so I've created a regimen through some of his exercises, and, like, this guy's pulling from, world, like, world, uh, like, Olympians and world record holders that are doing, like, ridiculous things to get, like, their knees back to health, so... I think as long as I keep following that regimen, I'll be good. Nice. Talk to me about your yoga regimen and how you do that. I think that's something I've been talking for years on the podcast I've wanted to do, but I just haven't had that desire or motivation to do it. I don't know if it's because of my mobility or my balance, but I've tried getting into it, but just haven't really been consistent with it. But how, how has that been helpful for you and your recovery process with your surgery and just also mentally? Like, Talk to me more about that. Yeah, really, I think it's just mental. Like, yoga gives me so much mental clarity that at times I'm like, I don't want to stop doing yoga. <laughs> I think there were a series of days over the, the in January where I probably did yoga every day for about two weeks straight. And it was just because, man, I was just feeling so good. Like, not only does your body thank you, but mentally you just feel, I, I can't even explain. It's like, you just clear, like a mental clarity 
And I know I keep mentioning meditation. I'm almost like a meditation maniac. I just came up with that. <laughs> From but, where you were that first podcast to now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, meditation and yoga really go hand in hand because all you're doing is putting your body in like in these like weird positions and breathing all at the same time. So um, I know my yoga and my YouTube yoga instructor says this a lot, but what you're doing is you're creating space in those areas that are getting cramped from sitting six to seven hours a day or however long you might be sitting. Um, and yeah, it just feels great, like mentally and physically. Nice. Uh, that's something yeah. I really got to get into. I really need to get into that. I think that can be another building block that can really help me transform my mind and transform who I am as an individual. I think it will. And I think if I really set my mind to it, that's something that I can do and can achieve. No, definitely. Um, if you're just getting started, I recommend this guy. Excuse me. His name is Breathe and Flow. Um, I've been doing his practice for probably like two months now, and it's been awesome. I love it so much. Nice. Yeah, that's something yeah. I gotta gotta get into. You still been yeah. reading books? I've been trying, man. I've been trying. Um, recently, uh, I read. Oh, I'm forget. I'm blanking on the name of it, but my girlfriend gave it to me what was it called i forget man but in the meantime have you have you been reading books been reading prince harry's book spare i'm on the i'm on the second part of his book the audio book i try to listen okay. to it every okay. night it, it's a really long book like it's like the audio book is like 20 hours long so i'm trying to Each. i try to listen to it every now and then but the last week or so i've been listening to it every night and i mean it's pretty good like i think it's pretty cool for a guy of his stature of where he is in life the prince for god's sakes and he's being transparent with his mental health and what he's had to deal with and overcome in his life and what he's still you know overcoming so i find myself able to connect and resonate with that so i mean i like listening to it yeah that's cool i didn't even know he had a book that's very cool um oh i found the name of the book It's, it's called the seven spiritual laws of success okay um i found it amazing it was a great read it's a short read which is better for me because i've been swamped for classes with classes but yeah everything in that book was just i found myself applying it on like a day-to-day basis even today like i still apply some of the stuff that was um and, and again it's more about spiritual laws of success so it's like you know you make these kind of agreements with yourself and you find that you're just happier because of it, because you're not, you know, going out and one example, just be judging everyone or everything you look at. Um, because, you, again, your brain has this tendency to latch on to those thoughts, no matter if it's good or bad. So, yeah, that was that was a recent read. And I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, I'm going to get that. I'm going to take a look at that. I think that can be really good uh, to look at. Yeah, yeah I, I highly recommend. <laughs> yeah. Shifting gears from that, with your experience and what you've gone through in your academic career in college, do you hope that with your experience, you're able to give back to the next crop of incoming freshman students that are coming into college or just anybody in general? Like, Do you feel that you'd like to be in a position where you can give back and give your knowledge on what you've learned throughout your undergraduate career to somebody coming up? I think, um, yes. Uh, to, to answer to, to long story short yes but reason being just because I think I'm in a great position and I can you know kind of kind of channel that same energy to, to help others I know it's sometimes it's so hard to 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 not focus on yourself but you know I'm here for a reason and and I, I'd love to give back to my community especially just because there aren't a whole lot of black programmers um, or minority programmers and now it's becoming more of a thing even now I'm actually in this um, I'm in this organization that I found on LinkedIn called Color Stack and it's a black and Latinx community specifically for computer science majors and the goal of the organization is literally just to help fellow CS students um, minority CS students and so a bunch of resources from like resume help to like interview prep you know you name it they have it and so just from being in that kind of community, I realized how important it is to, to give back. Like I'm so, like I keep saying, I'm so focused on me and like trying to, you know, make it big into the big tech world. But really I got to think about, you know, all the wins I had along the way and all the people I'd love to see come up as, you know, as freshmen and, you know, make it to where I am now. So definitely I'm focused on giving back. Yeah. Right. I mean, if there's one thing I've learned in life 
in these past few years of college is that we all have a purpose in this world, but our purpose isn't just about ourselves and our growth and our development. Those things are important, but it's ultimately about how we use our gifts, our skills, our tools, how we take those things and apply it to enrich the lives of others. Like I'm entering the education profession, a profession that doesn't really have a lot of money. You know, they don't really get compensated well for what they do, but your purpose in the classroom is to teach those kids something, not just the subjects, but life skills also to have them think critically, not just about the work that they do, but work through the emotions that they go through as well. And I feel like no matter the profession that you do have, you have to use the gifts and skills and tools that you have to give back to somebody, whether it's somebody who's coming up and starting that job or somebody you interact with on the street. I think those things are important, man. Just sometimes you have to be selfish in life and, you know, consider yourself take care of yourself mentally as well. But, you know, sometimes you can be selfless also and give back to others. Giving back is essential. And I often find that you find the most gratitude for yourself just by giving to other people. So I love that, you know, I didn't know you were studying becoming a teacher. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been doing that since pretty much when I started the podcast, really, you know, in oh, the education man. profession. I guess that's something that hasn't came up in our conversations, but yeah. Oh, man, no, I, honestly, I'd love to hear more about that. How is it going for you? I'm doing my student teaching right now. It's a learning experience. Every day yeah. is a learning experience. Yesterday, I was teaching this one lesson in reading. It's like phonics, like we're teaching them the sounds of words like the different individual letters and words and for the activity i was supposed to guide the students with it but i didn't do that at first i was just like okay guys go ahead and write in your books how to do it i'll give you guys about three to five minutes and then you guys can we can come back as a group and there was this awkward silence for like 10 to 15 seconds and they were all just staring at me and i started sweating like when i get nervous that's like a new thing now when i get nervous i just break out in a hot sweat i just start sweating and one of the kids was like Mr. Hawkins, you're, he's like, Mr. Hawkins, you're supposed to be uh, leading the group and doing it with us. I was like, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And my mentor teacher was just in the back looking at me. And I felt so embarrassed. But again, it was it was a learning experience. It was my first time teaching that lesson. So I gave myself some grace for that. Tomorrow, I'll teach it again. So I'm hoping it'll be better. But again, it's just one of those things where if that was last year or two years ago, I would have been really hard on myself for that. But Again, I'm able to reflect and look back and say, it's my first time teaching the lesson. It wasn't going to be perfect, nor am I looking for it to be perfect. It's not every day will be perfect. But so long as I'm learning and growing and I'm making that connection with those kids and they're learning something, then, you know, that's all that matters. Sounds like you already learned from it. So, yeah. Props to you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. And then last week I was teaching math and I'm god awful at math. Like, (laughs) I am terrible at it. And I was teaching them measurements. And I gave out a quiz on Friday. And out of the 21 kids in our class, only one person failed the quiz. Everybody else passed it. Oh, wow. So I just looked at that. And again, it's just one of those things where you get so worked up and you get so stressed out about how you're going to perform and do something. But you look at the results in the end. Yeah, only one person failed. But that's 21. That's 20 out of 21 people who didn't understand it. Those other kids, they got it. Sure, they got a four out of five. I think that's an 85 percent. But still, they're, they're getting it. They're learning. And that was that was all me. I was teaching that stuff. So Again, I'm able to look back and say, okay, I was a little bit worried and stressed in the moment, but look at how the results showed in the end when I put in the work and I studied that material of what I was to be teaching, you know, so. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Hawkins, I see you. It's weird. It's weird being Mr. Hawkins. It's it's so weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of used to it now, but at the same time, it's it's so weird. Like, I feel like there's two different people. There's there's said there's me and there's then there's Mr. Hawkins. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just named three people. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's so hard though because I feel like I'm putting on these different masks and these different hats each day, and it's hard to unhook at times from that work persona of me, and then just trying to be home and just be just be me and be able to do stuff like this. But again, I'm learning and I'm trying to. I guess not carry work home, not carry school home as much as possible and just try to recharge the batteries at times, man, and just 
reflect and just be chill. Wow. I mean, that's part of adulting, right? That that's 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 next level stuff, bro, cuz I'm not even there yet. You're talking about like not bringing work home. I'm thinking homework. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's like she's yeah, no, that's definitely something I'm going to have to battle um after I graduate, but again, like I'm just thinking about traveling after graduation. Like it's been I've been so focused on my little my little bubble that sometimes I forget, you know. And I'm guilty of that also. And it goes back to something you said earlier about, you know, reaching out to your friends and family and stuff when you go without a certain time of hearing from them. I'm in my own little bubble also. And at times I forget to reach out to people outside of that bubble because I'm so consumed with work and college and with these college assignments and these projects and my responsibilities at work and the stuff that I do at home, too, that sometimes I neglect my role as a friend reaching out to others. So it's it's tough, you know. Adulting right. is definitely tough. I've heard it from so many different of my mentors, but nothing can prepare you for being in, you know, the workforce and just having to go through it. Yeah, that's real adulting stuff, man. And even now it's like I have my small world up living in, you know, my little apartment with my three roommates and I complain about when they don't do the dishes, but come on, like, you know, that's such a small little problem on such a bigger scale. So, yeah, definitely some things I'm looking forward to, definitely some things I'm not looking forward to after I graduate. Right, right. And it's tough, too, because I I feel like I'm the youngest person on the job because I'm student teaching and I'm also a teacher's assistant. So it's tough, man, having to be a professional and leave all your problems and stuff outside because you're going into work just so stressed out and worried about, you know, X, Y, and Z. But, I mean, I, I feel like it's all preparing me because I do want to go to grad school while I'm teaching. So I feel like while I'm teaching, I do have that full-time job. I feel like once I get there, I'll know how to juggle and balance everything because I'm doing it right now. Oh, you got it, man. You got it. Full confidence in you. And love to hear that you're getting a grad while still teaching. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's that's the goal. You know, that's the goal. You yeah. know, I just want to keep elevating just moving on up in the education profession so that's my that's yeah. my goal that's awesome that's awesome what's your ultimate goal uh maybe become a superintendent you know when okay. it's all okay. when it's all said and done and then hopefully be like my mentors god willing i make it to my 50s and 60s be able to teach the next crop of young teachers and you know give them those tools and strategies to help them thrive in the classroom so that's the that's end so goal cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I have a different kind of respect for teachers because that's a different battle, man. Kids are something different, especially if they're little kids. I don't know. You didn't say what age group you were teaching, but so, I don't know. That's a different kind of discipline. So I started the first semester with kindergarten and now I'm with second grade. So it's definitely a jump. These second graders are more they're less needy than the kindergartners, more mature in a way than the kindergartners. But I don't know. You know, I always feel like. I can connect with them well and bond with them well. And it's like, I know how to connect with them. But now that I'm in the final stage of this internship and in my undergrad career, now I'm taking the principles of teaching and how you teach a lesson and how you manage a classroom. Now I'm taking that and I'm applying it. And this is like, I feel like this is the final boss of my, Oh wow! I feel like this is the final boss of my uh, undergrad career right now. It's just the student teaching. And, you know, as long as I can get through these last three months, man, I'll be straight. May 19th. I'm looking forward to that day. Hey, you're not the only one looking forward to May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first, what is that? I think for me, it's like May 3rd or May 5th or something. It can't come soon enough. My friend just set a timer, like, until then. And he was like, bro, we only have 90 days left until May 3rd. I'm like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, I graduated May 26th. So May yeah. is just going to drag it's going to be uh, so long just getting to that graduation day. Ah, uh, you'll get there, man. You'll get there. But, like, I think you said you want to travel after you graduate. I'm looking to do so also, maybe for a short period of time, because, I mean, I've heard it's better for me to just jump into teaching immediately after graduating just because you still have all of those strategies and principles fresh in your mind. But, you know, I do want to take a break from work and school for a little bit after graduating, maybe a couple of months, because I've been going at it nonstop with school since the summer of 2021 doing those summer classes i've never had off since that time period with classes and work so you know once i do graduate i am just gonna 
just kick back and relax. As you should. I think it's really important to give yourself that time to just relax and let your mind do nothing because it makes you go that harder when it's time to get in the grind. And you'll be surprised at the kind of results that you're just putting out because, you know, you finally gave yourself some time to relax and just chill. Yeah. It's important. important. And this topic just came to mind, too. I feel like we've never talked about this on the show, but burnout. You know, college burnout, student burnout. Is that something you've dealt with? Um, I think I have dealt with burnout. I don't know. I kind of, uh, I have the tendency to not realize I'm going through things when I'm in things, which is kind of funny because I think I'm so like self-aware and like this meditation guru, but <laughs> I definitely have, I definitely have gone through burnout, um, I create so many outlets for myself, such as soccer, working out, yoga, all that other stuff, that sometimes it's hard to tell when I'm, you know, going through burnout. But I do recall a specific time, actually, freshman year, I was this my first time, like, really getting, like, tough, tough classes, where I felt like I didn't know what to do, and I felt like I was stuck. Um, And I remember crying to my coach, and it wasn't a good look. I remember just bawling my eyes out. And it wasn't, it was less burnout, I guess, to answer your question, more just, it was a new hurdle and I didn't really know where to jump or how to start. And I think that's the closest I felt to burnout. Although I will say right now, I'm taking on a lot of different things. I'm doing a lot of extracurricular stuff. I'm in a design studio, designing websites. I'm doing a co-op, doing an externship all at the same time and taking like two really high level CS classes. So I'm close to burnout right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, I feel like I'm getting better at it now this last month or so. But I mean, and that was with the help of my therapist also. But I feel like due to me being less consistent with the activities that makes me happy and gives me joy, like the podcast, for example, or writing or drawing, I feel like because I'm not as consistent with it, just because I'm so focused on work in school, it's caused more burnout for me like two or three weeks ago i just broke down and cried which i needed you know i feel like crying is a healthy mechanism to let go of those emotions of what you're going through and i don't consider myself a crier at all like i get emotional and stressed out and irritable and stuff but i never cry unless it's something serious but you know i just broke down and cried because i was just so stressed with the internship and all these graduation requirements that i have to meet and you know, it was helpful. It really was. But at the same time, it just exposed two things that, you know, I do need to be consistent with those activities that gives me joy and fulfillment and recharging the batteries and that burnout is real. It's it's real. And it's so important to take breaks. And I've been going at it so hard that I feel like it's like an open wound and I'm just putting a bandaid over it. And it's always something that just rips that bandaid off and the wound is just still fresh so i just have to push through these last three months and then you know i'll be graduating and then i'll, I'll finally be able to get that get that break get that rest that i need i love that that metaphor of the it's an open wound and you just keep putting a band-aid over that i think a lot of people especially students struggle with that because it's just you feel like it never stops you feel like the battle never stops and then what's your first instinct pull out your phone and like go on reels right and that's just another dopamine trap that's a whole different conversation but i really think that especially mentally it's become so it's become so important to to prioritize your mental health and to give yourself that time to just really do nothing and like it's so underrated i think people really take it for granted yeah they do and it's definitely a battle especially again going back to that perfectionist thought or trying to have control over certain things that you can't control you know you can't control when those emotions are going to come out you can't control when it's going to come out because eventually it's going to come out whether you like it or not i have been so stressed out my senior year starting in august and it took until january for it to come out that's what four or five months that it took for it to come out but you know it manifested and it, it found its way out and you know i feel like and i learned this from my therapist also you know you have to hold yourself accountable with your your mental health and your emotions i think it's healthy and important to feel those emotions but there always has to be a solution in a way like you know what are you going to do to pull yourself out of that funk and to combat that. And it's so tough to fight. It's so tough. It's easier said than done. 
I still go through it every day, you know what I mean? But, you know, I remember he told me that if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Oh, and, that's an Eric Thomas quote. And I, that's what I told him. I was like, oh, Eric Thomas quote. And he was like, yeah, think about that and then we'll talk about it next week. And we talked about it next week, but I was applying it in the sense of my profession, what I'm trying to get into in school. And he was like, no, I want you to look at that as you mentally, as your mental health. If you want to succeed with your mental health as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be able to be successful in those those other avenues. But you need to succeed with your mental health so you can yes. be able to breathe life into the other things that you want to achieve. Oh, I love that. And it was like... Holy shit, the light bulb yeah. in my head went off and I was like, oh my gosh, I get it now. It all yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's, man, I really love that. And yeah, it's it's really about creating those little outlets for yourself so that it doesn't become this big mountain that you have to climb, you know. And like you said, you know, you realize in January, wow, I've been dealing with all this stuff and you didn't even realize. I like to like set these um, little outlets for myself, yoga being one of them, soccer being another, you know, meditation another, but you don't even realize it, but you need, you need those like outlets. You need those little things just to deal with the little small stuff. So you don't take the little small stuff and you don't sweat over it, right? Because they don't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. It took years, years for me to get that straight. And I mean, I'll be transparent, you know, sixth grade, I failed my report card. I did terrible E's, D's. I got one A. I got one A music appreciation. But <laughs> but I, I failed that report card and it was that moment where I just realized, like, I want to change my life. You know, I just disappointed my family. I want to make sure this moment never happens again. And it never did. I always made the honor roll after that moment. But I feel like in a lot of ways I was striving for that perfection so I wouldn't disappoint any of my family like I did prior but it turns out, you know, I, I haven't been doing that. I've been consistent with that. But in a way, I'm still in the mindset of that 11-year-old boy who failed that report card. And, you know, as my therapist said it, you know, you're trying to please that 11-year-old. And there's no point in trying to please him. He's already proud of you and what you're doing. And, you know, he told me somewhere in this life there's... Probably a boy the same age is going through the same thing that I went through. And he's going to be touched by my story and what I'm going through. And again, it was just having to pull back and realize like, okay, that's the root. That's the root of my perfection of maybe the mental crap that I go through. Or maybe that's genetic. I don't know. But I feel like that was the root. And once I was able to get to that root, it was just, it was able to help me. I'm glad you found that. And the, you know, 11-year-old boy, the 11-year-old version of yourself is definitely thanking you for everything you've done and looking and being like, wow, in admiration, I'm sure. Um, and, dude, I mean, I don't really know what else to say, but I, I, I hope the 11-year-old version of myself is like, wow. Like, I would, I mean, shit, I think the version of me last year is like, what the hell? Like, what is this guy doing, you know? <laughs> Yeah, like, even even me, like, it's crazy. Like, I know last year I was kind of planning to do my student teaching, but I didn't have the confidence that I'd be here in a classroom teaching a bunch of kids, you know. But here I am now in 2023 doing it now. And I hope that the 2024 version of myself next year is even, you know, more proud of me, you know, because I hope next year I have my own classroom and I won't be student oh. teaching and I'll be doing yeah. I'll be doing my own thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then you'll be looking back on this year like, oh, wow. Remember when I was doing that student teaching? <laughs> yeah. Stressing myself yeah. out because I messed up on a, a lesson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you're big into New Year's resolutions. I know I'm not, but I've always been someone that likes to set goals for myself. I like to start like New Year's Eve or December 30th, make a goal list for myself for the year. And I try to achieve those goals. Do you have any goals for yourself in this year that you'd like to achieve from now until the end of 2023? So I do have goals for 2023, but I didn't create them New Year's resolution. I don't really believe in New Year's resolution. I think I hardly celebrated New Year's Eve this year. Not not a traditional American, but anyway. <laughs> um, my goal for this year would be to start playing soccer again by spring. Um, for my spring club season, that's going to be so much fun. And then... My other goal is to buy my first Airbnb, no matter where I end up. Um, and I hope, I'm hoping it's West Coast. Um, so, yeah, that'll be awesome. So between those two, I think 
I think pretty pretty large goals for the for the year. Awesome, nice. I think mine is definitely graduating in May. Okay. Maybe you know get a GPA between three point five and four point oh. Okay. Definitely start teaching in the fall, my own classroom. And then I want to publish a children's book. I got to be consistent with that. You know, it's already written out. I just need to create some sketches of what I want each page to be. But, you know, those are definitely the big goals for me, you know, this year. Oh, that's awesome. You're publishing a children's book? That's really cool. That That's the goal. It's not done yet. But I definitely okay. want to definitely get that done, get that published, get that out there by the end of this year. I see you, Mr. Hawkins. Okay. Yes, sir. I see you with your Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my last question to you before I go ahead and let you go for the night is, I feel like I've always asked you this question at the end of each show, but I feel like the answer will always change and always be consistent just based on how we evolve and grow as people and as individuals. But if you could ask or offer a piece of advice to your younger self, let's say the freshman year of you, you go back in time to your freshman year of college, what would you say to that young Zane? Man, I would slap him on the back of the head and tell him, stop avoiding those 4,000 CS classes because they're just going to bite you in the butt later. I've literally said my entire year, this year has just been making up for those classes I missed freshman year. So I would be a little egregious and say that. And then I would say... Continue playing soccer, continue loving soccer, um, because injuries happen. Um, and then I would say, do more for yourself outside of soccer and make and make that effort to, you know, get into friend groups that you wouldn't usually get into um, and just be more open to, you know, those kind of social opportunities. Yeah, that's what I would say. I like how you said make something of yourself or make more for yourself outside of soccer. I feel like... I fall into this category of somebody who really doesn't have a life outside of my job or outside of school and what I do. And it's so important just to have something outside of your professional life that doesn't define you and define who you are. You know, the work doesn't have to define who you are. The college, the school doesn't have to define who you are. I feel like the traits and skills that you have outside of the professional side of things, that's what defines who you are. That's what defines your character. So I think if I were to go back and talk to my freshman year self, I'd tell myself that piece of advice also, you know, the work, the school, all of that doesn't have to define you. You know, be confident in who you are as a person, as who you are as an individual and trust your intuition, trust what's on your mind and let it manifest, let it play out because it's going to be a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, well said. And I think I'd probably go a little deeper and say, don't be afraid of those failures, encourage those failures. And, you know, I failed a couple of CS classes, man. I should have failed more because they're all learning experiences. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, well said. I like your. Th- you've been mentioning your therapist a, a bit today, and man. Everything you say, but every quote has been just fire. Like, it's just been like wow. You I, know, I appreciate it, man. You know, I'm glad. Yeah. I, I'm glad I've been putting in that work, and I'm still putting yeah. in the work to you know take care of my mental health, make sure I'm doing okay. It's definitely not easy, but you know, as long as I'm putting in that work behind the scenes, I'm gaining something from it. I'm learning something from it. Then makes me feel good about myself. Makes me able to do stuff like this and offer that piece of advice or feedback or give my expertise on certain topics you know so that's what it's all about just putting in that work continue putting in that work because man i can see the results i can see the results and i'd be a fool if i if i couldn't so thank you man yeah well zane i always appreciate catching up and talking with you it's been great having you back on the show you're my first episode since september so i hope i wasn't as rusty it's been a minute since i've done this but i enjoy doing this i did great yeah i'm glad to be first episode of 2023 man love to hear yes sir yes sir all right well thank you zane good luck to you the rest of your senior year and you know we'll definitely be in touch all right man have a great semester yep you too All right, this was with the podcast. Stay blessed, stay encouraged. You know, I'll be back with you guys again soon. Thank you.